0: I don't know about you, but the summer has absolutely flown by for our family. Kids are starting to go back to school. We're starting our second year of homeschooling next week. It's mind-boggling. That said... I re-listened to this episode from last year with Ashley Brown of Routine and Things and thought it would be worthwhile to have it bumped to the top of the list as a replay. I typically never do replays, but I thought this was a worthwhile episode for you to listen to, to organize your schedule, to create new routines, and just to feel confident in this transitional season of the year. Ashley is a friend of the podcast, and I think it's so cool just to see where she started to where she is now. In October, she's releasing the Routine and Things Planner. I remember chatting with her off-air and she had been brainstorming what she wanted to do with Routine and Things, and it's so exciting to see this planner come to life. I know that a limited supply launches on October 5th, and she said that those on her email list will get to shop early. So I'll include a link to the planner in the show notes, and I will say this is in no way an advertisement. I just, again, really love Ashley, the things that she's doing over at Routine and Things, and I am so happy to support her in this new venture. So congrats, Ashley, on this new up-and-coming planner, and here here is a replay of episode 191 Reassessing Your School Year Routines. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. There are two times each year that always encourage me to reevaluate my routine. The first is at the beginning of a new year, and the second is at the beginning of a new school year. The back-to-school season, or any change in seasons for that matter, is a great time to reevaluate our daily and weekly routines to make sure they're serving us. Most of our children are back in school And likely have been for several weeks. So now is the perfect time to reassess what is working and what isn't. Joining me for the conversation today is the queen of routines, Ashley Brown of Routine and Things. She and I talk through tips that have benefited our personal schedules and other strategies that might be of benefit to you. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to ask you if you've been enjoying my new book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. So far, I've heard some really great feedback and I've really been blown away by the positive responses, the reviews on Amazon, the reviews on Goodreads, the DMs. All of it has really been remarkable. All that to say, if you've recently finished or are about to do so, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Amazon? It helps other readers find the book and prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep them in stock, especially as we're approaching the holiday season. Minimalist Moms would be a great gift. It also has sections on decorating for the holidays and what to do with unwanted gifts, what to do about gift giving. These are just suggestions that I have practiced in my own life that have been really beneficial. And I hope that if you pick up a copy that they're helpful to you as well. I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes. Okay, now for my minimalist moment of the week. I want to talk really quickly about some of those gifts that come into my household that I, to be honest, would rather they not. What do I do with them? I'm specifically talking about toys, this is for me personally, that are louder, play music. I'm thinking without throwing any brands under the bus, it rhymes with beep beeprog. <laughs> Was that really obvious? Anyways, there really isn't anything wrong with this brand, and I actually do appreciate the toys that they create. All that to say, I don't want an abundance of these toys in my home. And it seems as though every birthday or holiday, my kids will get a handful more. So my tip is for what to do and where I put them. If you go back through my book or Instagram or podcast episodes, you'll find ways to declutter, what to do with toys, how to get your kids involved, how to talk to family members about gift-giving... But this is just something that I started doing and it really seems to work out well. And that is with those gifts, I put them in my car. They're the car toys. I have a little bin and we have the musical toys in my car. I know that a lot of you are thinking I couldn't possibly drive around town listening to this music. That's the benefit of headphones if you're not really up for it but it really doesn't bother me and I'm able to tune it out and it honestly gives my kids something to do that's entertaining that's not necessarily a screen but still interactive so if they get these new toys I usually just say they're going to be our car toys. I don't mind if they get a little bit beaten up and well loved it's just something easy and hey maybe it'll help you out too. I'm really curious to know if you think this is a crazy idea. I feel like I might put up an Instagram post just to get some feedback. Again, I know driving around town with that music playing wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, but hey, you never know. All right, let's dive into this conversation with Ashley Brown. Ashley, thanks for joining me again on the podcast. Hey, Diane. I'm so happy to be back. I know. I want to say, didn't we do a real minimalist mom episode?
1: Didn't you join me for that? I did. Yes, I did.
0: Yeah. And now your platform is just like continuing to grow. And I feel like you're really just becoming a go-to person for routines.
1: Oh, my gosh. Every time I hear someone call me like routine queen, I'm like, dang, I am the routine queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really are. And that's why you're here today. Again, I really want to pick your brain in regards to. Back to school routines. So, for most of us, I would assume that we've been back to school for at least, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a week. My son just had his first day of preschool today. So, I guess it looks a little bit different for everyone. But even for those that have just begun, have been in their routine for a few weeks, I think that we can always improve. I guess it's trial and error to see what really fits for us. So, I can't wait to hear just your suggestions. Let, before we get into that, let's just reintroduce yourself to the listeners and tell them just a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yes. So my name is Ashley Brown. I am the founder and owner of Routine and Things, which is a product based business that helps women and moms consistently live the happiest life, one routine at a time. And the business is all about just helping you create and maintain routines because I truly feel like routines are a form of wellness and can really help you flow with more ease and intention in your life. And so that's a little bit about the business. But outside of that, I'm a mom of two. Girls, I'm ages two and four, and I'm also um, a working mom outside of the home. I'm a nurse educator as well, and so um, just wearing all of those hats, just like you, it's a bunch going on in life.
0: (laughs) Yes, which again is why routines are so beneficial. It just really structures our days. So, when it comes to back to school, what does it look like for you going back to school? I can't
1: remember. Do you homeschool? No, no. So my girls, my oldest, like I said, she's four. And so she just started pre-K this year. And so in my, in my youngest daughter, she's going to the same school as her, but it's, you know, it's kind of like daycare at the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just got introduced to like the whole schooling and everything with kids because I would hear all the time, like, yeah, it can be a lot. You get a whole bunch of emails and I'm like, people were not lying. Like, I'm like, y'all sending out too many daggone emails, <laughs> but, but yeah. So sending them back to school has been an experience, but I will have to say that I feel like it's been smoother because one, they went to summer camp. And so it was at the same place, but then also, you know, I'm really tight about my routines. And so I think just the routines that I have in place have really helped me um, in terms of that. But the girls have been definitely loving school, which I'm happy about.
0: Take me through what your routine looks like and then what would make it better.
1: Just in terms of my routines right now. So anytime I think about routines, I come from this stance of getting really specific with the routines that I have. And I'll always suggest that to get really specific. So even though we're talking about back to school routine, I want for you to think about back to school routine as being an umbrella term. And then you can have certain routines up under that umbrella. So for me, the back to school routines that we have here um, in my home are a morning routine to get me and the girls together and out the door. We also have a, like an after, I wouldn't even say after, I mean, it's after school, after work routine, but I feel like it's like an evening routine for us. Once we're all home, we have that one. And then those are the only two that I really have when it comes to like back to school because as moms feel like the most challenging part sometimes in our days is getting out the door and then once we get back home to get prepared for the next day and so just having routine centered around that is nice and so with our morning routine it's really simple. Um, and so basically I get up first. So I'm always up before my daughters now. That used to not be the case. But now that they're in school, I'm up before them and I'll get myself ready. I always get myself ready before I get them ready. So I have about 30 minutes, to get myself ready. Then I wake them up. My oldest is more sluggish, so she is always. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. I'm like, girl, get your butt up! And so I wake them up, and then I will get them dressed, and I already have their clothes out. So this is a tip for you: their clothes are already out for all the days in the week mm. because I am not a morning person like that. Like, although I wake up earlier than them, I don't like waking up in the morning. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm like a 9 a.m. type morning person, and so. I need for their stuff to be together and so their clothes are already out I put them on their clothes then the next step is to get their like face wash their teeth brush so we have like bathroom time also to kind of fix their hair a little bit if it's looking a mess and then um we'll head downstairs and that's when we'll eat breakfast and then we're headed out the door I feel like in the morning routine what really helps me is one having their clothes out and my clothes too so I have what I'm wearing too, having our clothes already predetermined like what we're wearing as well as I make very simple breakfast for my children and they eat the same thing every freaking week. So we either have oatmeal and eggs, waffle and eggs. What else? Sometimes I'll give my oldest, well, I'll give both of them cereal, um, but my oldest more so. And Mm -hmm. so very simple, but they eat that every single week in the morning. And I just all, you know, alternate, but those are things that help my morning routine a lot. And I'll stop there. (laughs) No, yeah, that's all great
0: as you do, I try to lay out the clothes the night before. And usually my kids are honestly up two hours before we have to leave. So we have some time, but it is just nice to streamline anything that you can the night before, because it's, I'm already going to be where their clothes are getting PJs or whatnot. And so it's really easy for me to grab outfits for the next day. And so I think if we can be, somewhat repetitive in the meals that we have for them, that we know we have this food on hand, anything to just simplify the morning time, because it already is going to be possibly a stressful time, especially if you're not a morning person. And then you never know the kids might wake up on the wrong side of the side of the bed. And so Mm -hmm. I think just trying to combat anything that takes extra time so that you have time to just deal with any issues that may arise that really has been helpful for me.
1: Yeah, for sure. And if, and definitely when I think about like my oldest, like the fact that she doesn't really like to get up in the morning like that, like my youngest will jump out of bed. My oldest is like, I'm still sleeping, mommy. And so if you know, you have a child that's very sluggish in the morning and that always throws off your mornings because the child is like moving so slow. You want to try, you want to account for that. Like you really want to think about, maybe you should be waking them up. A little bit earlier than you do to give them time to kind of wake up Mm -hmm. um, or just, you know, really understand that that's going to be more time for you and and adjust that in your routine, because that can really throw you off in the morning. Sometimes if you continue to see that something in your routine is like stalling you or always having you flustered, really pay attention to that. Look at that evidence and try to do something about it and make some tweaks.
0: How long would you suggest looking at, so if we're going to do trial and error, are we going to do this after a week or two weeks or a month? What, what do you think is
1: a sweet spot for it? Oh, that's a good question. I would say, honestly, it's based upon how you're feeling because we understand like the routine is going to take some time to adjust to, but you know, when something's not working, like we're right. We're smart as women, as moms, we're super smart. We know when something just is not working because it's like, this isn't working. It's usually what comes out of our mouth. (laughs) It's like, this isn't working. Like we're always late. Something's not working here. Mm -hmm. If you're late and getting out the house around, I would say maybe three days in a row, you are consistently late. Something's not working. Mm -hmm. Like something's not working there because, you know, it's possible to be able to get out of the door in time. So something's not working with your routine. And so I would say just basing upon how you're feeling, and if you see that you're not sticking to the routine, or that something is throwing off the routine um, consistently, then you need to change it up, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's not like I don't know. When I think about it in my head, it's not like an exercise routine where it's just like you're sore and you're like, oh my God, I'm sore. No. Like if something's not working, your morning routine it's very clear because of the fact that it's not going the way you want it to go. It's like, and let me, <laughs> let me stop there too, because it doesn't need to be perfect. Okay. I want to put that out there. It does not have to be a perfect routine, mm-hmm. but if it's not, making you feel like you're flowing with some type of ease, or you've always are constantly feeling super rushed, rushed, rushed. Something is wrong with the routine, not with you. Something's wrong with the routine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, that's why I think that it's important to streamline as much as you can, just so that you have time to navigate whatever it might be. And for me, I, I shouldn't admit this, but I, I would consider myself a late person, You're right. It's something that is in my control and yet it still feels so much out of my control. So it's like, okay, do we just need to leave the house no matter what 15 minutes early? That's the time that we leave, regardless of if we're going to sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes because our school is five minutes away. Just plan in that extra time so that you can always make sure that you're on time to someplace.
1: Yes. Yes. And if you are like Diane and you are usually late, cause trust me, I know I have friends like that. And I'm like, why are y'all always freaking late? <laughs> but it's like, it's legitimately a part of y'all. It's like, y'all are late. And I just now know it. I'm like, okay, they're going to be late. But if that's the case and it's frustrating you because it, one, it has to be frustrating you. If you're oh, yeah, cool yeah, sure. with being late, right? Mm-hmm. If you're cool with being late, that's your life, you know, live your life. But if it's frustrating you because you're like, oh my gosh. And and I'm I mean frustrating you not because people have something to say about it, but it actually frustrates you. Mm-hmm. Then yes, you may need to, you know, leave out the house 15 minutes before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, Diane, our school is like right up right around the corner. So and we're always like sitting there. <laughs> but that's my style.
0: <laughs> no, that's so that's so important because why would I have the added stress? Of worrying about what everyone 's going to perceive me as as though i don 't respect their time or this and that, which i don 't feel that way i don 't mean to come off that way when i 've been late, but it is that 's how it 's perceived, and so it 's like okay i 'd rather just take this time and we 're just leaving it this time and so mm-hmm. i I did that a lot last year, and it really helped me We were not late I think we were late four times the entire school year, which was very impressive to me. <laughs> if you have to set those boundaries around how you know yourself to be or who you know yourself to be, then you you have to. And it is just, it's about not having your morning start out in a stressful way. And I know there are different routines we can implement throughout the day. Cause obviously some of us have high schoolers and school age children. We're not going to see until 3 PM or, or later, especially when there's sports involved. So it is going to look different depending on the ages of kids and what routines you need to implement. Curious to know any other routines that you would implement throughout the day that have just been beneficial in your days running more smoothly.
1: Oh, I have. OK, so when I get off of work, I have like this evening routine that I do mm-hmm. and it's not really my girls are a part of it, but not really. It's more so what I'm doing to help prepare for the next day. So in the evening, when I get off of work, you know, pick the girls up, come home. Usually what I'll do is I'll turn either turn them on a the show to watch or I will give them the iPad to play on. Mm hmm because we do have screen time in my family, which I absolutely love. And so, (laughs) so so I will, I will do that for them. So they're preoccupied. And then I get into the kitchen. I usually will make them something to eat. I've been meal prepping for myself because my daughters sometimes will eat. Well, most of the time eat very differently than me because I'm, I'm like trying to switch up my lifestyle, but that's a story for another day. And so (laughs) And so I've been meal prepping for me, but I'll get home, I'll make them something to eat. And while I'm cooking dinner, I will start to prep their lunches. So I will start to make their lunches for the next day or either prep their lunch for the next day and put that in the refrigerator in their lunch box and have that ready to go. And so that's been a, like, it's like a tiny routine, but it has been so beneficial because if I don't do it while I'm already in the kitchen, one, I will forget about it. And two, I will not want to do it like once seven 30 rolls around. So <laughs> I'm usually really good about doing that routine in the evening. And that one has been really helpful for me
0: that's habit stacking. So you're connecting two habits together, which is really helpful. They say that there's more change that happens when you connect one habit to another one. And so it's like, you're already in the kitchen meal planning and you're already in there cooking dinner. So why not connect the lunches in there? Cause you're already in there. So save that time of coming back in here later. So I love that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Anytime you can do things like that, if you're already in a place, you know, do what you need to do while you're already there because you know, we'll get to the night and then you'll be like, I'm super tired, which is, you know, that's what usually it is for us. We're like working throughout the entire day, whether you work inside the home or outside of the home or you're a stay-at-home mom, which you're working inside of the home. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to the end of the day, we're super tired. And so, you know, if you're already there, go ahead and do what you need to do while you're there so you can be really intentional about your time and energy.
0: Mm -hmm. And I would say, this is one of my last tips, I guess, for moms of littles that are only going to preschool or kindergarten half day or for a few hours in the morning. But what I really have liked to do is make sure that we have something every afternoon. And that could just mean like I take them to the park or, Hey, this afternoon on Mondays, we play in our backyard. It has, it could be very simple, but I know on Mondays I usually see my cousin. So it's like, okay, I know every Monday, that's what we're having in the afternoon. I know on Tuesdays, they go to my parents' house. I know Wednesdays, my husband takes them to his grandparents' house. Wow. It sounds like I never parent. I'm like, they're gone all the time. (laughs) They really aren't. But just having something to where I know what we're doing in the afternoon and morning just really helps me, I think, stay focused and not feel overwhelmed by the day, especially because I have three children and it's It can be a lot, but I think that when we have flexibility to say, okay, we are hanging out with Kelsey and Hudson on Mondays, but we'll change up the park. And so that kind of allows for some variety with remaining inside the structure.
1: Mm, I love that. You know, I'm all about um, flexibility in a routine if you can make it happen. Yeah. So that's really smart of you. And I love that tip because just having that and they know what to expect too. Like they know where they're going to be and yes. that probably just helps them so much as well.
0: Yeah. And then I wanted to just to add to what you said about making your kids as lunches. I think that as your kids get older and they are, I don't know, I guess I don't know what age. I feel like my daughter can pack her lunch right now and she's seven. But yeah allowing them to do that for themselves, start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to do. That can be chores or just a part of their routine. So I think that sometimes we can take on so much as moms and it's like, Mm. we already have too much. So now that we're in this back to school where there's more on our plate, it's not as carefree as the summer might be. Allow them to start taking control of setting out their outfits or their lunches. And I think that, again, I don't know what it'll look like for having teenagers, but I'm sure that as people are listening, they're, some things are coming to mind that they could outsource.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I love that you mentioned that. Like, if your kids are old enough to do those things, please take it off of your plate. It is no reason for you to continue to do that. Even if you feel like they're going to do it wrong, they'll be fine. Like, teach them. They'll be fine. They'll learn. They'll grow. It's a part of self-development and just their development as, as children and, and just getting into being adults, too, if they're teenagers. So it's really important that we do start to give some of the things on to our children because we do. We have so much. And so as soon as my daughters can sit up here and pack their lunches and all of that, they definitely will be doing that. I was trying to think of something else that moms could outsource for their kids. This is one that maybe you might not think about, but planning. If you have teenagers and Mm -hmm. they are like in activities or even like younger kids, like even maybe middle school age kids and they're in activities and their life is pretty busy, Mm -hmm. have them start planning their time and start you know, even sitting down as a family and doing like family planning could be really great for back to school, like Mm -hmm. monthly family planning could Mm -hmm. be really awesome and have them involved in it. Because I think that just helps to strengthen their development and just problem solving skills and all of that. And y'all just have a more smoother schedule and just lay out and you'll know what to expect. So that could be helpful too.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I had Crystal Mickelson on and she is the creator of the essential calendar. And she talked about just in- including your kids in the scheduling process. And I mean, I even include my four-year-old just more. So mm-hmm. of what do you want to do this week? What is one thing that you would like to do that we can put on the calendar? Right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for the tips today. I feel like this gave people just a little bit of a groundwork for how they can continue their own routines or start something new. If something's not working, like I said, we've been back to school here for a few weeks now. So switch some things up and do trial and error. So I appreciate you just giving us some insight from your routine today. But where can listeners find you if they want to connect and hear more from you?
1: Yes. So to connect with me, um, that's through Instagram at routine and things. That's where I hang out the most. Um, You can definitely join the community there. And also be sure to check out um, the book that I have coming out. It's called The Routine Building Handbook, which is a really practical, easy to use guide for creating and maintaining routines. It's on pre-order right now. And I would love, love, love if you grabbed a copy. So that's where you can find more.
0: Perfect. I will make sure to connect all of that in the show notes for listeners. And again, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to make this happen. Thank you, Diane. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.